So we're on our third Sunday here in Advent, and on this third Sunday of this season, I want to invite you to turn with me to our scripture, which is taken from, again, the Psalms. Psalm 25, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 7. Hoy vamos a leer un Salmo de David 25, Salmo 25 del versículo 1 al 7. Uh, this is our third week in a row reading a Psalm of David. And what I'd like to do is read these verses first in Spanish and then in English. Voy a leer los versículos primero en español y después en inglés. Those page numbers up there will help you to find it if you've grabbed a copy of the Bible from the back. Si agarraron una copia detrás, la página indica donde está el texto. So this is the word of God. Aquí la palabra del Señor. A ti, Señor, elevo mi alma. Mi Dios, en ti confío. No permitas que sea yo humillado. No dejes que mis enemigos se burlen de mí. Quien en ti pone su esperanza jamás será avergonzado, pero quedarán en vergüenza los que traicionan sin razón. Señor, hazme conocer tus caminos, muéstrame tus sendas, encamíname en tu verdad, enséñame. Tú eres mi Dios y Salvador, en ti pongo mi esperanza todo el día. Acuérdate, de, Señor, de tu ternura y gran amor que siempre me has mostrado. Olvida los pecados y transgresiones que cometí en mi juventud. Acuérdate de mí según tu gran amor, porque tú, Señor, eres bueno. To you, O oh Lord, I lift up my soul, and you I trust, O oh my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O oh Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. You know, there are memories that are locked up deep inside all of us. A recuerdos encerrados en nosotros, muy profundos. And those memories are not only deep, but they are very powerful. And in fact, many times those powerful memories can just come barging to the surface. They can, they can come up to the surface uh, uh, at any time, and sometimes we don't even know it. Esos recuerdos pueden surgir a la superficie de nuestra vida. And they're there. I mean, we don't really find those memories. They kind of find us. No encontramos esos recuerdos. Nos encuentran a nosotros. And I had an interesting experience with that not too long ago. In a, just a quiet, stray moment, I found myself having a memory. An odd memory. A memory of a childhood nursery rhyme. Yo recordé una canción infantil hace poco en un momento de silencio. Perhaps you know it too. It goes like this, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, Humpty Dumpty, all the kings and all the kings couldn't put Humpty 
There you go. You guys know it too, right? Humpty Dumpty, al muro subió. Humpty Dumpty, después se cayó. Ni los caballos ni los hombres del rey pudieron a Humpty recomponer. All right. So where did that come from? Right? ¿De dónde surgió eso? Somewhere deep inside of us that was locked there. I mean, those words were there in your mind. Yes, las palabras estaban en su mente, claro. But, but more than that, those words had to be deeper. They were in our hearts. Estaban en el corazón esas palabras. And you and I didn't go searching for the words so much as we, we, we accessed an image, perhaps, or an experience, and those words were inside of it. Había una experiencia, una imagen. Maybe as you were saying those words, you, you had a memory of sitting with a parent at your side and looking at a little book. A lo mejor estaba recordando a sus papás. Or, or maybe you had this image in your mind of, of this egg-like man standing or sitting on a wall, right? A lo mejor pensaban en un hombre tipo huevo en un muro. Somehow you found those words. Those words weren't just kind of scattered all over your brain like a bunch of eggshells shattered all over the place. Esas palabras no estaban dispersas como un huevo quebrantado en su cabeza. No, they were together. So what did you do? You, you re-pieced together that poem. You remembered those words. Pudiste unir a esas palabras en acuerdo. Acordaste, te acordaste de ese poema. Well, this morning, we're looking at a poem. It's not a nursery rhyme. It's scripture, but it's a poem nonetheless. In Psalm 25, this is a poem that also contains a very simple prayer for Christmas. Este poema de Salmo 25 tiene oración para la Navidad. And it's a poem that I want us to learn, and maybe we could even get to a point of knowing it as well as Humpty Dumpty. I don't know. But in this poem... King David of Israel is coming to God and he's got really a request on his mind. David presenta a, David, uh, a Dios una petición. It's found in verse 2. Here's kind of the, the, the petition, the, the request he has. He says, Lord, do not let me be put to shame nor let my enemies triumph over me. No permitas que sea yo humillado. No dejes que mis enemigos se burlen de mí. Now that's an interesting verse because over the last three weeks in all of the Psalms of David we've looked at, we've seen that David was a man who was always being harassed and hounded by his enemies. This guy had them all over the place. David tenía muchos enemigos. And here again in Psalm 25, there's whatever the situation is, we don't know, but here's a situation where David is feeling beat up, he's feeling bruised by his enemies, And the effect of those attacks of the enemies upon him is that David, for some reason, is feeling shame. Sus enemigos lo están golpeando y pegando y se siente avergonzado. David, what is shame? Shame is, is something that comes from a feeling of being exposed, of being vulnerable or open to attack. La vergüenza viene cuando nos sentimos expuestos, vulnerables. We go back to one of the original stories of shame in the Bible. Adam and Eve, when they sinned against God, what happened? They felt ashamed. Why? They were naked. They were exposed before God for what they had done. Cuando pecaron Adán y Eva se sentían avergonzados, desnudos por su pecado. In a similar way, though different circumstances, David here is confronting enemies and he's feeling ashamed. He's feeling naked. 
vulnerable, that his enemies are closing in for the kill. Está expuesto, desnudo David, como sus enemigos lo van a, a matar. And, and so what to do? That's the question. ¿Qué hacer? And in verse 3, David declares and he lifts up the cure that he needs in this situation. And of course that cure has to do with God. Versículo 3, él pone lo que es la cura de esta situación. He says, no one, God, whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Quien en ti pone su esperanza jamás será avergonzado. I'm lifting my soul up to you, Lord. I'm, I'm putting my trust in you. Elevo mi alma a ti, Señor. Why? Because no one who, who hopes and trusts in you is going to be ashamed. Nadie quien espera en ti va a estar expuesto a la vergüenza. Por eso elevo mi alma a ti. David here, in a sense, is, is asking God to clothe his nakedness. He's asking God to cover him, to protect him, and then to lead him out of this this place of shame and danger into a better place, into a, a place of blessing. Dios, eh, David quiere que Dios lo cubra, lo vista, que, que lo lleve del peligro y la vergüenza hacia una, un lugar de bendición. In fact, that's exactly what he asks for, beginning in verses 4 and 5. He says, show me your ways, O Lord. Show me, teach me your paths, the way to blessing. Guide me in your truth and teach me. Show me how to get to that place, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Señor, hazme conocer tus caminos, muéstrame tus sendas, el lugar a la bendición, encamíname en tu verdad, enséñame, porque tú eres mi Dios y mi Salvador. And then, in verses 6 and 7, he says something powerful. Versículos 6 y 7, he says, Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you are good, O Lord. Acuérdate, Señor, de tu ternura y gran amor que siempre me has mostrado. Olvida los pecados y transgresiones que cometí en mi juventud. Acuérdate de mí según tu gran amor, porque tú, Señor, eres bueno. To boil it all down, David is saying, remember me. Remember me, God. Acuérdate de mí. Now, inside of that, that very simple petition, there is, I believe, a, a, a powerful inner structure holding all of that up. It's a simple petition, but inside there's this complicated structure that's, that's powerful. Dentro de esa petición simple hay una infraestructura que la, la está apoyando. And so I want to kind of go through that inner structure. What's going on in that simple request? Remember me. More than meets the eye. Why? Well, let's take a look. Verse 6, first of all, David says, Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love that are from of old. Acuérdate de tu ternura y gran amor que siempre has mostrado. God, remember your eternal mercy and your loving devotion that's always been there. Acuérdate de tu amor que siempre, tu devoción que siempre ha estado ahí. The word love here is, is a very powerful Hebrew word. It's not just love as in, you know, let me give you a hug, you know, kind of a, a fluffy emotion type of love. El amor no es como solo como una emoción aquí. The, the Hebrew word that's used, I can't say it right, but it's called chesed. You have to kind of clear your throat. Chesed. And it, it refers to something more than just love, like I love you. It is God's 
faithful, untiring commitment to his covenant, to his promise to take care of his people. Es la fidelidad de Dios a su pacto, su compromiso para cuidar de su pueblo. And David is saying, God, remember to always be committed to your people. Acuérdate de seguir en tu compromiso con tu pueblo. In a sense, what David is saying is, God, please don't forget to be God. No te olvides de ser Dios. Don't forget God to be who you've always been. Don't forget God to do what you're, you're always are doing. No te olvides de ser quien eres y hacer lo que, lo, lo que siempre haces. I need you to always be God. So don't stop being God. Remember who you are. And so this is kind of strange because at the same time that David is pleading with God not to forget his divine qualities, he's also then asking God to forget something else. God, don't forget who you are, but please forget my sins. Él quiere que Dios no se olvide de sus cualidades divinas, pero que se olvide de sus pecados. Remember not the sins of my youth in my rebellious ways. Olvida los pecados y transgresiones que cometí en mi juventud. Now here's the strange thing. God has never forgotten to be God. But David, many times, has forgotten to be David. Dios no ha olvidado de ser Dios, pero David se ha olvidado de ser David. Many times, David has strayed from his true identity. He's strayed away from the person that God has de designed him to be. He's gone away from God's ways. Se ha desviado David de la persona que Dios hizo para ser. He has sinned. El ha pecado. So have we. Sin is, is a rebellious rejection and a rebellious forgetting of God. El pecado es olvidar de Dios. It's, sin is basically, uh, you know, putting God out of our minds and out of our hearts. Es expulsar a Dios en nuestros corazones y nuestras mentes. David has sinned. So have we. Era pecado y nosotros también. And so he's asking God to forget his sin and he's asking God to forgive him. Quiere que Dios se olvide de sus pecados, pero que perdone a él. Now, this is where things start to get a little bit tricky in this. Es un poco dificultoso, because while on the one hand, David wants God to forget his sins, in the very next statement, God doesn't want God, uh, David uh, to be forgotten. David does not want to be forgotten by God. He wants God to forget his sins, but not to forget him. Él quiere que Dios se olvide de sus pecados, pero que no se olvide de él. Verse 7, he says, according to your love, remember me. For you are good. Acuérdate de mí según tu gran amor, Señor. So, forget my sins, but remember me. Olvida mis pecados, acuérdate de mí. Sounds easy enough, right? Fácil. This is the hardest thing in the entire universe. We're talking about the problem of all of history. This is the issue right here. Ese es el problema más 
grande de toda la historia, de todo el universo. Why? We've got to again understand what sin is. Sin is not just the bad things we do or the good things we fail to do. Sin becomes our identity. El pecado no es solo hacer malas cosas o no hacer buenas, es nuestra identidad. We don't just commit sins, we are sinners. Sin sticks to you and me like super glue. It gets into our bones, it gets, it's inside of every cell, it's inside of every molecule. It is, it is stuck to us and it's united with us. It becomes who we are. El pecado está en cada célula, cada molécula. Es parte de, de quienes somos nosotros. So, you know, this is the problem. Sin defines us. We are sinners. It's our destiny. It seals our fate. Es nuestro destino. So here's the thing. Destroy sin and you're going to take the sinner with it. You can't separate them out. Destruir, si destruís el pecado, te llevas el pecador. We sang just a few moments ago, in all I do, I honor you. En todo lo que hago, quiero honrarte, Señor. That's a lie, folks. In all I do, I don't honor God. No lo hacemos. Because of sin. You see, sin breaks us. Like Humpty Dumpty, we've had a great fall. And the broken pieces of our lives are scattered everywhere. Como Humpty Dumpty hemos tenido una gran caída. We're made in the image of God to be like mirror-shaped people. We reflect, we're to reflect God's glory. Yes, in all we do, we were made to honor him. Fuimos creados para ser como espejo, reflejando la gloria. But like Humpty Dumpty, we've had a great fall, and the mirror has been scattered into a billion pieces. It's like a broken cell phone screen, right? There's something you can see on there, but it doesn't look real good anymore. Es cuando se quebranta la pantalla de tu celular, puedes ver algo, pero no es como debería ser. So here's the question. How can we be put back together again? ¿Cómo podemos estar recompuestos? That's the gazillion dollar question of the ages. And if you want to summarize the message of the Old Testament of the Bible, I think here's one way you could summarize the message of the Old Testament. All the king's horses and all the king's men cannot put us back together again. Ni los caballos ni los hombres del rey pudieron a nosotros recomponer. That's the whole message of the Old Testament. No king can do it. No soldier can do it. We can't put ourselves back together by our own intelligence, by our own strength and will. Uh, we can't put ourselves back together again by you know, taking enough time and ramping up and trying real hard. No podemos recomponernos ni por la inteligencia, la fuerza, el tiempo, la duración del tiempo, nada. We can't do it. And the Old Testament is basically, that's the point. All the king's horses and all the king's men can't do this. Now, one of the king's men in the Old Testament is a guy by the name of Job. Job es uno de los hombres del rey. And in Job chapter 14, verse 13, he, I, I think Job comes as close as just about anybody in the Old Testament to expressing what is really needed here. 
What is the solution that is needed? Uh, Job expresa en capítulo 14, 13 lo que es la solución que se busca. This is what Job says. He's talking to God, habla con Dios, and he says, if only you would hide me in the grave and conceal me till your anger has passed. If only you would set a time and then remember me. Si al menos me ocultaras en el sepulcro y me escondieras hasta que pase tu enojo. Si al menos me pusieras un plazo y luego me recordaras. So what's he saying here? He's saying, God, I wish there, I wish there could be a way where you could just kill my sin and put me in the grave because I'm tied to that sin. Si solo me pudieras sepultar con el, mi pecado, destruirlo, destroy my sin, put me in the grave, and then when you're done with it, if there were only some way that you could remember me, not my sin, and raise me up from the grave again, and, and I'd be able to stand before you. Si hubiera manera de que te acordaras de mí y pudieras resucitarme sin mi pecado ante ti. Remember me. Remember me, not my sin. Acuérdate de mí y no mis pecados. That's the cry of, of Job's heart. That's the cry of David's heart. That's the cry of our heart. Ese clamor de David y de Job y de todos. It's a simple prayer for the impossible. Es una oración por lo imposible. It's a simple prayer for Christmas. Es una oración por la Navidad. So we go back to the question, how can we be put back together again? ¿Cómo podemos estar recompuestos? All the king's horses and all the king's men can't do it. Los hombres ni los caballos del rey no lo pueden hacer. But the good news of the Bible is the king can. The king can put us together again. El rey sí nos puede recomponer. And the king has done this. The king has put forth his plan to put us together again by sending his son, the prince of peace, to the earth to be born at Christmas. El rey envía al príncipe de la paz para nacer en la tierra. You see, uh, in Christmas, God answers that simple prayer, remember me. He answers that prayer. En la Navidad contesta la oración, acuérdate de mí. And he answers it not by just thinking about us, happy thoughts and nice thoughts, no solo piensa en nosotros, but he does this by putting our shattered lives back together again through the brokenness of his son. Por el quebrantamiento de su hijo, él nos reúne. He re-pieces us together. He remembers us through the brokenness of Jesus. Él nos reúne los pedazos por despedazar a Jesús. Jesus is God's faithfulness and love from of old. God's eternal, faithful, uncompromising commitment to save his people in the flesh. Jesus is God our Savior. Él es la misericordia y el amor eterno de Dios que ha venido. Jesus on the cross, get this, Jesus on the cross is forgotten so that our sins might be forgotten and buried with him. Él es olvidado en la cruz para que Dios olvide nuestros pecados y nos sepulte los pecados con él. 
And then by his resurrection from the dead, God chooses and is able to do the impossible, to remember us, what Job asked for, to raise us up separated from our sin. Él nos resucita en la resurrección de Jesús separado de nuestro pecado. Get this, Jesus on the cross was separated from his father. He was broken in body and in soul. Jesús fue separado de su padre, quebrantado en cuerpo y alma. Why? So that we could be separated from our sin and reestablished in body and soul, restored in body and soul before the Father. Él nos separa del pecado y nos restablece con el Padre en Jesús. We have a beautiful demonstration of that in Luke chapter 23, verse 41, on the cross. Hay una demostración en la cruz. Lucas 23, 41, the thief. The thief on the cross. He's talking to the other thief and rebuking this other thief for, for mocking Jesus. El ladrón reprende al otro ladrón por haberse burlado de Jesús. And he says to this man, he says, we are punished justly. We're being broken and we're, we're ashamed and we're naked here on this cross. We're being punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. En nuestro caso, el castigo es justo, pues sufrimos lo que merecen nuestros delitos. Este en cambio no ha hecho nada malo. And then he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesús, acuérdate de mí cuando vengas en tu reino. Somehow, some way, here I am, I'm dying, I'm dead, I'm broken, I've had it, I'm finished. Somehow, put me back together again. De alguna forma, estoy aquí muerto, muriendo. Reúneme, restaurame. And what does Jesus say? Today, you will be with me in paradise. Hoy estarás conmigo en el paraíso. See, through Jesus, we are clothed in his righteousness. Somos vestidos en su justicia. We no longer have to live in brokenness and shame. We're given a place with him. I don't know about you, but this is so comforting for me because my MO, my life... I don't just think about things like Humpty Dumpty in the stray moments of my life, in those quiet moments. That's one of the weirder quiet moments, okay? But I don't think about those kinds of things all the time. No pienso en Humpty Dumpty siempre. You know what else I think of? In stray moments, I'm shaving, I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. Oh, remember when you said that stupid thing? Remember that horrible thing you did? Sometimes it's years ago. Sins from my childhood. And sometimes it was yesterday with my family. And the enemy wants to shame me, make me ashamed. El enemigo me recuerda de las cosas malas y vergonzosas que yo he hecho, terribles. Here's the good news. No one whose hope is in Jesus can ever be put to shame. One of my wife's favorite verses of the Bible is Psalm 34, 5, which says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Those who look to Jesus are radiant. Radiantes están los que a él acuden, dice el Salmo 34, 5. Jamás su rostro se cubre de vergüenza. 
That's the good news. And this new identity, here's what Jesus does. He separates us from our sin. Sin is no longer our identity. He gives us a new identity. And this new identity, this new wholeness of being re-pieced together again and remembered, it's not just for someday in paradise, it's for today. Esa nueva identidad es para hoy. We're here, uh, we're part of a community of people who are being remembered by Jesus. We are being re-pieced together. Not just like individuals, but together as a community. Somos una comunidad que está reunida, puesta en acuerdo por Jesús. And the Bible says we have a new identity. Our identity is no longer that of sinners. In Christ, our identity is, get this, saints, holy ones. Oh boy, that seems like a crazy thing to say, but we're covered in Christ. Nuestra identidad es que ya somos no pecadores, sino santos. Yeah, now in Jesus, I can sing that song and say, in all I do, I honor you, but only what you do through me, Jesus, because what I do doesn't honor you. But in all I do, I honor you. And that can actually not be a lie when we sing that. Yeah, no es mentira cuando cantamos, en todo lo que quiero hacer, quiero honrarte. And we're being built up together. The Bible says we're a spiritual, we're being built into a spiritual house. We're living stones. We're parts or members of the of the body of Christ. Somos miembros del cuerpo de Cristo. We're being brought together. We're mission partners now with a new focus. Ya somos compañeros de misión con un nuevo enfoque. And that focus is now, yeah, living for Jesus. And all I do, I want to honor you. And it's loving people around us who need to know that. Es amar a los que necesitan ese, ese mensaje también. That's why in this next year, uh, we've identified as our theme as a church that we want to, in 2019, remember and refocus. En el año uh, 2019, nuestro tema va a ser recordar y re reorientarnos. We want to remember and refocus. In fact, that's where I want to encourage you today. This is where we take this and walk out of here. I want to invite you this week, knowing that you are remembered and being re-pieced together by Jesus, I want to encourage you this week to be on the lookout for the forgotten people around you. Who are the forgotten ones? Who are the invisible ones? Maybe someone here this morning feels invisible. Let's reach out to one another. But who are the people out there? It might be uh, uh, someone on the street. It might be someone at work that no one wants to get near because their sin is maybe more visible. Their shame is more visible. Who can you remember this week? ¿A quién puedes, uh, ¿De quién te puedes acordar esta semana? Alguien olvidada. Alguien invisible. That's our, that's our great privilege now. To be remembering people, re-piecing people together with Jesus Christ. Queremos acordarnos o poner en acuerdo a las personas con el Señor Jesús. So, the next time you remember Humpty Dumpty, whether it's sooner or later, I'm going to invite you to remember Jesus. And he's the one that's remembered you. Acuérdense de Jesús, el que se ha acordado de ustedes. Let me pray with us. Let's pray together. Jesus, you are the king. 
And as the thief prayed on the cross, so we pray today, we stand before you with our own sin and shame, our own brokenness. Estamos ante ti con nuestro propio pecado y quebrantamiento, Señor. And we simply say, Lord Jesus, remember us in your kingdom. Acuérdate de nosotros en tu reino. We pray for the broken lives, the broken souls around us too. Move us to reach out to them. Oramos por las almas quebrantadas a nuestro alrededor. Ayúdanos a alcanzarlas. We thank you that you've come. Help us not to forget that you are the God who never forgets who you are. You never forget your love and you always forget our sins and you always remember us. Eres el Dios que nunca te olvidas de quien eres Olvidas nuestros pecados y también siempre te acuerdas de nosotros. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. En tu nombre, Santo, oramos, Jesús. Amén.